Hey friend, I can kind of not believe that I'm about to get into this topic here today, but I'm going to do it anyway. Oof, people can get worked up over this one. And it, why am I, so then why am I doing it? <laughs> because I'm kind of not afraid of such things. However, I don't know, just thinking a bit about it, we've got Halloween coming up here in just a couple of days. And I just, I couldn't shake it. And I prayed. I was like, Lord, if this is an episode you want me to do, I will put aside what I had planned and I will step into this one. And I just, I can't shake it. So here I am. We're going to go for it. (laughs) So today, friend, let's talk about should, and if, yes, if should, but how should a Christian homeschool family take part in Halloween? Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, Homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. This episode is going to be structured a little bit differently I'm going to start off and I'm going to share my story of Halloween and just how that has changed as far as um, I'm going to start out with childhood and then I'm going to go all the way up to having my own family as far as taking part in it and celebrating it and what did that look like. And then I have six things I want you to take away from this podcast episode. So I'm sharing this, my story, because I'm hoping that you can relate to it and kind of see yourself in it. And then these six takeaways are things that I really, really hope that you can apply to your life as a Christian homeschool mom. All right, so let's start with the story. I grew up in a Christian home and did attend public school. My family, my parents are very conservative with their values and grew up in the church. But when it came to Halloween, we I don't want to say we celebrated it because I want to distinguish here in just a moment what I mean by taking part in it and celebrating Halloween because I think they're two different They can be two different things. So we took part in Halloween. I remember as a young child, we lived like out in the country and went to small elementary schools. And I remember we could wear our costume to school that day. And then I'd get home and be so excited, so psyched up. My dad would come home from work and my dad would actually take us out. And it was a lot of fun to just go out. So it was myself and my three younger brothers and my mom would stay home. And I was like, why doesn't she want to come? (laughs) now I realize as a mom, she, that was her night home, maybe one night a year home alone. And even though kids were coming to the door again, we lived out in the country. So there weren't a lot of kids. So it's kind of a little bit funny. I was like, why didn't you want to come? This is like the best night of the year because I really just wanted candy. So I should also add my parents were very, I don't want to say strict, but just, we didn't have a lot of candy, didn't have a lot of access to it. One week a year, we would go to the beach and I would have a little bit more access. I'd break like all my change and have more access to like penny candy, but this was it. Halloween and Easter were like the big things and I loved candy. So that really was my goal. I enjoyed dressing up, but mostly I just wanted the candy. (laughs) 
So my parents, you know, we didn't have candy in the house. We didn't have junk food in the house. And so it was also just like this getting a treat. But anyway, I enjoyed dressing up. My mom would make my costumes. I remember one year being strawberry shortcake, of course, me and every single girl. However, all the other girls had the plastic, you know, costume from the store. My mom hand sewed or with a sewing machine. Okay. Well, I don't really know those specific terms, but she designed and, and put together this costume for me. And I look back now and I was like, wow. I mean, at the time when I was like in elementary school, you just don't really want to feel different. And that really is a huge thing that school did for me is I really just wanted to fit in. I didn't understand being different and how that was okay. And I look back now and look at pictures and stuff. I'm like, oh my goodness, the amount of work and just the love and the attention to detail. Um, She bought me some just regular tights and because Strawberry Shortcake had green and white striped tights. So I don't know if she painted them or used marker, but she like colored the stripes on. And to me, this was Halloween growing up. And I don't know up until what age, probably up through maybe sixth grade that I transitioned to middle school. I don't remember at all like what I did Halloween. I probably just went to like friends' houses. We probably just hung out or something. So I don't remember like during the teen years celebrating or taking part in Halloween, but the elementary years I did. And I loved it. I thought it was fun to dress up and my mom made sweet costumes. There was a rule. We weren't allowed to do any type of costumes that would celebrate um, the maybe evil side or death side that people celebrate when it comes to Halloween. Now let's fast forward probably about 12 to 15 years when I have my own children and my daughter is so excited for probably, well, her first Halloween, I probably like dressed her up and just kind of showed a couple neighbors, took some pictures and that was it. But her second Halloween, she would have, I guess, been a little over two and got together with some other nieces and I brought them trick-or-treating and I thought it was just a lot of fun. My daughter was dressed as a flower. We just really enjoyed it. Then we added two more kiddos and every single year we took part in the trick-or-treat when it came to Halloween. We didn't participate in any other things. I knew that it wasn't in line with my teaching of uh, or my knowledge of the Bible and It never settled right in my heart to take part in things that would celebrate the gore. Um, We never did haunted houses, never did haunted hayrides, none of that stuff. My kids would have been terrified of those things. But every year, we would take part in our town's trick-or-treat. It was like 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock. There were some years that James worked like a second shift and wasn't available And I remember going over to a friend's house and I would trick or treat with her and her husband. They live in a neighborhood that had houses that were a lot closer. So it was a lot easier with little kids. But I took on also that my mom's just creativity when it came to Halloween costumes and dressing up. And we did some theme years and we just had, I had a lot of fun with it with my kids. One year I had them pick their favorite book character and put together costumes, went to the thrift store, found different pieces of things and put together like the man in the yellow hat from Curious George. And uh, my other son was Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes. There was one year where our kids designed their own superhero costumes. And again, thrift store and the dollar store and put together uh, these different things. And James helped to kind of design their logo And it was a lot of fun. And that's the way it was. 
for me for Halloween. Now I knew, and I'm not ignorant, I knew that there was a dark side to Halloween. And again, we just didn't participate in that. We didn't go to the houses that had that were focused on the dark side of things. We didn't partake in it. Uh, we didn't listen to scary music. We didn't watch scary movies or anything that had to do with that stuff. So to me, I felt pretty good about what we did when it came to Halloween. And I had friends who, some homeschooled, and some had their kiddos in the public school, who did not celebrate Halloween. Like that was what, that was something that they had established before they had children, or at least soon after they have kids, they decided that wasn't something they wanted to take part in. And I was like, fine. It didn't do anything to our friendship and our relationship. I didn't have any kind of animosity towards them. I don't think they had any animosity towards me. We were, we were still friends <laughs> and, I don't, and I've never not even told these friends like my whole story to the point of where we are right now and we're still friends. So it was just a choice that they made and we made our choice. Now let's fast forward again to four years ago. We've been living in this home that we're in right now for four years. We moved uh, different states uh, seven years ago, seven and a half years ago, and then lived in one of the house for three and a half years and moved to this house four years ago. And now we're in a neighborhood. Before that, we were way out in the country. Now we're in a neighborhood. And that first Halloween, we were actually, I was spent that week sanding the floors of our house. Yes, I did it myself. And James uh, had the kids during the day. Or other friends had the kids. My mom came out some. Anyway, they came up to the neighborhood on Halloween and I took them trick-or-treating. And it was a lot of fun. It was a great way to kind of get to know neighbors. So then a year later, which would have been 2019, I said, you know what? This is a really great opportunity to get to know our neighbors. And so what I did was I created just little invitations and sent it out to any neighbors, like anybody within like our neighborhood that we had had contact with at maybe at least more than one time and invited them to come over for an open house. And I had a couple crock pots full of chili and kind of gave a time like come between this time and this time. And people came. It was, I still remember the people that came. We were able to sit down over a bowl of chili and talk to these people that we probably would not have connected. And the trick-or-treat night really just kind of opened up everybody in the neighborhood to be a little bit more open to make some connections. I had also felt a little tugging, a little maybe conviction to include with the candy that either we handed out or sometimes we would just put a bowl or basket out with candy was to put like a Bible tract. So like T-R-A-C-T. So I ordered something maybe from Amazon somewhere and it kind of gave the story of Jesus and, you know, in relation maybe to Halloween, I, I don't even remember exactly what it said, but I was like, okay, this will make me feel a little bit better. So looking back now, I'm like, there's some things that were I going on in the background of my mind that made me think maybe I need to kind of reevaluate things. Okay. So 2019, we had a great time, had people over, enjoyed chili, went trick-or-treating with the kids, left little, you know, Bible verse track things with our candy 2020 happens. Well, we won't even go down that whole rabbit hole. However, our governor had said, you know, well, I don't know if kids should be trick-or-treating. And <laughs> I was like, we're going to trick-or-treating. We are definitely going trick-or-treating because they didn't make it illegal. I was like, we are doing this. The turnout really wasn't that great that year. I guess some people didn't want to go, but it was also raining. So it was a bit of a bummer. I still did that open house and some people still came. And so that was fun to be able to connect over a bowl of chili again and then to go trick-or-treating in the rain. 
Then enter 2021, and my heart was not settled well when it came to Halloween. Now, at this point, I do have to add, I guess my daughter would have been, you know, so I have older teens, mid-older teens, and then my youngest would have been in middle school. And so in 2021, I just felt a darkness and a heaviness to it. And a few weeks before I sat down with my youngest, my older two, my daughter was like, I don't think I'm interested in doing that anymore. And then my older son is, you know, kind of at that age, I guess even 15, 16, like too cool to do it. But my youngest would have been maybe 12, 13, and he still would have done it if he had friends to go with or if his brother and or sister was going to go too. And so last year I sat down and had a conversation and just flat out told him that what I was feeling and what I was concerned about granted, of course, you know, within, um, uh, it was appropriate to having a conversation with him. So I guess he would have been 13. He was a little bit bummed out and overall, I just, I didn't want to participate in it. And I just, I didn't say anything to the neighbors. I just didn't send out invitations. I don't know if they were expecting it. Turns out, anyway, we ended up having things going on. We weren't even around that evening. So it kind of turned out to be a little bit of a blessing. We wouldn't have been available. I don't remember what we were doing. So here we are. It is 2022. And I'm just going to tell you what my plans are. My plan, I mean, my kiddos are fine not going trick-or-treating. We had that year off last year, and they're it's not even on their radar at all. So we're going to kind of go with that. Am I going to hand out candy? Am I going to leave candy out in a basket? Probably not. And I know you're like, well, you could put out the Bible tracks. Well, let's not get legalistic and let's not be telling somebody else what they should do. And yes, I could do that. But to be honest, my family is so far down a path of nutrition and of how what we eat really does affect our health down the road. Now, I'm not going to go legalistic and say you can't have candy or anything. We do partake sometimes. But listen, my kid does not need to come home with 15 pounds of candy. And I'm kind of like, I don't really want to spend money on things that I know the ingredients aren't good and healthy. I would rather feed those kids some other things and they probably won't want what I have. (laughs) My boys are like, well, maybe you could just put out apples. And I'm like, Yeah, I don't want to be that person because I remember trick-or-treating when I was younger and getting to people's houses and they had out apples and I'm like, really? Let's never come here again. (laughs) So I don't really want to be known as that. And maybe again, something will come up and we'll end up being busy and not even available. So that's just kind of where I am right now. And I feel okay with that. I actually feel really fine with that. Like, okay, one less thing to do. I don't need to go buy candy. I can use that money for something else. And if I felt like I could use it towards, I mean, I could donate it towards something or I could use it to bless somebody else, I would rather do that. So that's my story. Going from growing up trick-or-treating to the point now that I'm like, I really don't feel comfortable. I don't feel settled. I feel convicted not to participate. Now we're going to get to these takeaways because I don't want you right now to be like, oh, that Lee, that homeschool mom, she's t- I'm not telling you what to do. I just wanted to share my story with you because I have specific things that I want you to take away from this and to really think on. And I'm not going to tell you what to do or what not to do. Isn't that great? I, I think that's good. I mean, if we sat down a conversation, you know, this is exactly what I would say face to face to you is I would tell you my story and I'm so, I love to give pros and cons. And you all know, I like to ask questions and to make you think. That's kind of the point of all of this right here. 
Let's get into my six takeaways. Number one is you as mom, you don't have to do what you did in your childhood, but also there's the flip side too. You don't have to not do (laughs) what you did in your childhood. So let's just put it in the Halloween thing. If you grew up going trick-or-treating, it does not mean that you have to take your kids trick-or-treating. On the flip side then, if you grew up not going trick-or-treating, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't go trick-or-treating with your kids. I just want us to realize that our parents, and it's going to be the same thing our kids could hopefully say about us, our parents did the best that they could with the information and with the resources that they had available to them. When I had friends way back when my kids were little and they weren't celebrating Halloween. I didn't have all the information I have now to make that decision. So I'm like, wow, they made that decision just purely from, you know, um, I guess searching, researching even more or just a conviction in their heart and good for them. So number one takeaway is that you don't have to repeat and do what you did in your childhood just because you did it in your childhood. And then, but you don't have to avoid things that your parents avoided. And number six is going to, is going to kind of tie into this one. Okay. So hold on, buckle up here. Okay. Number two, don't judge. And the flip side is that don't feel superior. We can, when it comes to these types of things, when it comes to this, like in our faith, this does not determine salvation. We know that. So let's not judge people. And I'm going to tell you right now, this past year, there's a couple of things that I have not felt convicted about in my life that aren't, they don't have to do with my salvation. And I have friends who have felt convicted on the opposite side of me for many years. And just this year, I'm like, wow, this is kind of, kind of getting to my heart. Like I, hmm, I'm going to change my view and I'm going to change my position, like in a, in a physical position, not just like switch position just because, but like, I'm going to turn my back on some things because I'm feeling like strongly about that, but I'm not going to judge others who still partake in those things. So that's what I'm saying. Don't judge others because, oh, she participates in trick or treat. I thought she was a real Christian. Let's not do that. And then let's also not feel superior. Like, oh, look at me. My kids have never trick or treated ever in their lives. And they trick or treat every year. (laughs) You like that voice? So number two, don't judge but also don't feel superior. Number three here, be open to shifting your mindset, your position, your thoughts, your convictions on things. This can go for so much in life. This can go a lot for homeschool. So that this right here, this one right here is the main reason why I'm talking about this. When it comes, because this is a homeschool podcast, when it comes to homeschooling, we shift a lot. I started off recreating the classroom at home and then shifted. And if I was going to have a do over now, if I had a new kiddo that was young to homeschool, I would do it a lot different. My perspective has shifted. My uh, knowledge has shifted. So be open to shifting with whatever it is. And I don't want you to get so pigeonholed. I could have said, we always trick or treat and we do it every year instead of listening to the spirit inside of me saying, you know, this might be a good time to make a pivot here. And I did. And it feel, I feel fine about that. And I do not feel guilty about those years of trick or treating. And we shouldn't because I didn't have that conviction at that time. So 
Be open to shifting the direction you're going when the Holy Spirit prompts you to. Number four, mama, I want you to have an open talk with your husband. I want you to make a decision about trick-or-treating and about celebrating or taking part in Halloween based upon your convictions. So let's go back. I'm going to insert here. Okay. Let's put a pause on number four, taking part or part or celebrating. So taking part to me for so many years, I was like, I'm just taking part of this part. We are dressing up. We are having a lot of fun one year because this is my most, one of my most favorite ones. (laughs) I have a kiddo who was very prone to bloody noses and always had a box of tissues by their bedside or kind of a little bit tucked in the corner of their bed. And it's probably like three years old or so, three, four. And this kiddo said for, I was like, what do you want to be for Halloween? What do you want to dress up as? And they said a tissue box. (laughs) I had my husband get a box from work and I made it literally into a tissue box. And he like a a car cut out a part for his head. It kind of slid over me, had two parts for his arms. So funny. But now I forget the point of why I'm telling you this story just because that was super funny. Oh, so taking part, like we just did, it was just sweet stuff that I let them dress up as. And so to me, that was, I'm taking part in this community aspect as opposed to celebrating, like how much are we really celebrating the history, the roots, the dark side of Halloween? So those are kind of how I distinguish the two things. And some people feel convicted, like, I can't take part in that because that is even celebrating to me. That awesome. I want you to take that conviction. I want you to go with it. Okay. Now let's go back to number four. I want you to have an open talk with your husband. Now, maybe you have just little children and it hasn't even come up yet. I want you to know your stance and I want you to know your conviction and know your why. This also goes back to homeschooling. I tell you these same things so that you can move forward as your kids get older. Now, what if this year, Or next year, or in a few years, you have kiddos and you've been trick-or-treating and you're going to shift your position and you no longer want to do that as a family and you have good reasons. It's not like, oh, I just don't feel like doing that. Have good reasons, especially when it comes to older kids and tweens and teens. You need to have strong convictions and reasons why. Otherwise, they're going to just think you're being legalistic and just making up rules and they're not going to respect that. So... If you're changing your position and you say you're no longer going to participate in trick-or-treat, then you have to have open and honest conversations with your kids. To fill that gap, I highly suggest you make it a family night, whether it's just you, your core family, you do something with extended family, you do something with other friends who are on the same page as you, try to fill that gap. Maybe it's just a movie night. Maybe it's a game night. Maybe you all make pizza together. Just something fun so that your kids don't focus on maybe what they are quote unquote losing, but they are focused instead on having a good time as a family. Okay. Number five. Oh, we're getting there. This was going to be like a super quick episode, but (laughs) it's not a super quick topic, I guess. Okay. Number five here, do not engage in arguments about this with uh, online with strangers. If you get worked up when someone posts something about Halloween, trick-or-treating, all those things, getting dressed up, it says more about you than it says about them. And I want you, if you're getting worked up, I want you to stop and say, why am I getting worked up? And lean into that. Now, maybe you're worked up because you know things and you wish that somebody else was convicted about that. So we're going to go back to number two is not to judge and not to feel superior. Okay. 
So if you're feeling like you need to get into arguments online with strangers, don't. Put the phone down, walk away. It never ends well, okay? If you do feel strongly about this, like for or against trick-or-treating and the Halloween stuff here as a Christian, I want you to engage that with your friends in real life. I want you to talk to them. If they are participating in trick-or-treat and you feel convicted not to, then go and talk to them about your convictions. And if you can't do that, then don't engage with strangers online. Because if we can't talk to people in real life face-to-face and have a conversation, if you wouldn't say these things to someone in front of you, don't say them to somebody online. And that can go for a whole lot of topics, okay? Years ago, I heard someone say, you're not going to change people's mind by arguing with them online. Yes, that is true. By arguing and getting people defensive and worked up, you're not going to change people's mind. But sometimes people might see it and it might kind of convict somebody else like, huh, I might kind of look into that. So I think there's a lot of ways to influence people online, but just like getting all worked up and snarky and mean and everything about it just doesn't usually go over very well. Okay, number six that I alluded to. Overall, mama, don't let the world bring you down. I want you to remember that God is in control. Jesus has overcome the world. Take heart, okay? I want you to focus on your family, and I want you to focus on raising them as God calls you to. If you have the conviction not to participate in trick-or-treat, and that's always been your conviction, good. If you suddenly have that conviction or slowly have that conviction, good. If you don't and you're okay with participating in trick-and-treat, good. (laughs) You see how that works? We all have our own walk and our own relationship with God. Now, this this isn't talking about like the salvation issues, okay? We're not getting into that. But we're talking about just these different ways of raising our children, what we participate in, what we don't participate in. And we're going to have different ideas on these things. And we have to be focused on him, on God, and how the Holy Spirit is calling us. All right. So I kind of hope that that went over well (laughs) and that you're not like unsubscribing now. Again, I really wasn't going to do this episode. It wasn't on my list at all until this morning. And I was like, oh, I I can't shake this. And I was like, Lord, please let me know. (laughs) And I felt strongly that I needed to. And I hope that it has encouraged you and giving you just some insight. And if you would like to talk to me more about this, please send me an email. And my email, you can send it to info, I-N-F-O at littlebylittlehomeschool.com. I know it can be a hot topic. There are some things out there that, whoo, it's uh, people get really worked up and we need to ask, why are we worked up? And if we're worked up in a way that it's because we feel so scripturally solid about something, that's one thing. And I encourage you, again, go back to this number number five here, and that is to focus on the people in your real life, your friends, your church, your community, focus on them, and then let others focus on other people that are within, that are in their friends group and in their community, Okay. Also, I'm not quite sure if you know, but I have an email list. I send out a newsletter once a week. So if you don't want to miss anything, I share a little bit more tidbits there. Always share about the podcast episodes. You want to keep up with what's going on at Little by Little Homeschool. Check out the link in the show notes. All right, friends, have a good day. And I will see you right back here at Little by Little Homeschool in just a couple more days. 
If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.